everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. Billy is in the background making, <laughs> making all kinds of racket. Uh, this is part two of our interview with Black Star. Hopefully you enjoyed part one. We certainly did. It was a, it was a total blast. And uh, now we're going to learn all about these fantastic two new products that they uh, sent out to us to try out. This is the St. James line of amplifiers and the very, very cool Amped One, which is a, well, we're going to get in it. I'll let, I'll let him tell you about it. How about that? Here we go. Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Do you know, so there's two bits to this, right? So I just, something, I'll be like totally open with you. People don't know who Blackstar are. So, um, and we don't manufacture in the UK. So we manufacture in China. Um, so I've, I've had experience in manufacturing loads of places, um, including the UK, because Marshall still got a factory in the UK. Mm-hmm. I was involved with that. So, you know, I've done the whole thing. But... For us, we we really try and focus on what we're good at. And what we're good at is the design bit. That's our real passion. The sound, the branding, the design. That's what we love doing. And we could open a factory, but we couldn't do it any better than another factory down the road, right? So in terms of something that we can be truly world-class in, that's why we do the design. But then I think that people shouldn't underestimate or undervalue the fact that we invest uh, a lot of money every month in designing guitar products. You know, more than, I think more than certainly any other UK brand, we, in terms of design, we probably spend significantly more than any other brand on design, you know? So I think sometimes it's easy to knock Blackstar with a, oh, well, they manufacture in China and they're this, that, and the other. Well, actually, the reason we do that is because we want to spend our time designing great guitar amps and we know we can get and again this is heretic and it's not very magical but we know we get amazing quality with our partners that we have in china they're they're the best some of the best in the world and whether it's china you know maybe in the future maybe in the future we'll manufacture in the u.s who knows right. as long as we as long as we get a consistently great product we don't again I wouldn't say we don't care, but it's less important to us it, than, I than think doing it's less the product to the audience too. I, I mean, I, honestly, I think that the that the guard of of wear is kind of past because it, it, people just want good stuff, and they yeah. we I think we all realize, especially with you know, newer generations, that that the yeah. world is so much smaller of a place than it yeah, used to yeah. be, and it's you, you just yeah. that's just the way the wind is, you know. Yeah. So yeah. 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 All right. So, yeah. We've got let's 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 talk about we've been we've been skirting the issue here of a couple fantastic <laughs> things. And um we have two amazing products in front of us. One is uh one of the models in the St. James amplification line. And then mm-hmm. the other one is the amped one, which like all of us were like whoa 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 <laughs> really excited <laughs> about this. Um and yeah. So let's uh, let's lead with the St. James because I yeah. think that's still f- familiar territory, and yeah. then we'll dig right into the amped one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. 
So the uh, the St. James is dubbed as the world's lightest 50 watt amps. And uh, I can I can attest to that. I did lift it over my head. Over his head. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And I curled it, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And within that, you've got six. Weighs less than a pint. (laughs) It does. It's very very light. A pint of what? (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't come out with just oh here's one. Here's a lightweight app. I mean, you have six yeah. models in that range, not counting the cabinets. Um, yeah. So yeah. why why the St. James? Wow. Um, so I suppose the obvious one, mate, is if, if you ask guitar players um, and lovers of valve amps, the one thing... That is a problem for them. It's the weight. So yeah. Yeah. that was, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a long time. And uh, probably in the 25 years we've been doing this, you know, since the starting of March, 26 years, whatever. Um, it's the weight. And so we talked about that a lot. And that was always in our mind. But we just, we hadn't got round to it Um because there are other things to do, to be honest with you. So um, we, we finally found a window in terms of our development where we could give this some proper consideration. And to tell you the truth, it isn't easy. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it and all that stuff that people say. So, um, so that's, what, that's what really was our, our, our driver behind doing St. James. Originally, it was about the lightweight piece uh, and about we, we kind of guessed that you know, if we could take away the number one, um, uh, what can you say, objection that people have to valve amps, then we could probably a help a lot of people and b maybe sell some products. So that's how it that's how it started. But to be honest with you, it ended up a com- probably quite a different thing than we thought in the end because actually we ended up throwing the you know, the kitchen sink at it, as we say in the UK. And it's actually just probably the most, well, it's probably the most valve, advanced valve amp that we do in every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started off just to be, just to be lightweight and it ended up being something far more than that. I, I should say so. It is certainly far more than a, you know, you can't draw the, put a period at the end of a, uh, a 50 watt amp. I mean, yeah. we're going to go yeah. through some of the, the, <clears throat> the features that I think you're referencing here yeah. in, in a yeah. couple minutes. Um, yeah. I, I do want to mention, I think it's worth mentioning the first, one of the first things that people think of is, well, a lot of the weight comes from what it's made out of and right out of the gate. It's like, Nope, this is not a particle board kind of, no. or um, what's the, what's the other <laughs> You know, it's, yeah. this is plywood. This is a, it's a cabinet. Yeah. It's a real cabinet and it's going to yeah. resonate, which is what yeah. you, you know, need Absolutely. a cabinet to do. Yeah. 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 Have you got, which one have you got, by the way? We have the St. James, um, I guess, uh, UK version or the, sorry, the, the, uh, the EL 34, which is yeah. a really important. You, you're, why don't you lead into that? The, the sound behind the St. James yeah so um right so i'd I'd say we did as much if not more 
kind of benchmarking and referencing the sound, the sounds of these products than we have for a long, 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 long time, actually. And um, so what we wanted, we, we wanted um, like the ultimate clean pedals type product. And we wanted the ultimate sort of high gain product. But keeping, we really wanted to make them simple because, you know, we wanted it to have the broadest possible appeal in terms of the feature set. So, um, so that was our, that was our um, sort of mission. And this must have been started, you know, how long they've been out? About a year now, maybe a bit less. But it probably started about three or four years ago, the technical research. And we do a lot of technical research. So there was sort of two streams to it. So there was the bit about making it more lightweight and there was the bit about making it sound the best we've ever made anything sound. So um, so that's why we chose a, an EL34 version and we chose a, a 6L6 version. Um, but I can tell you, honestly, the, the 34, I don't know how you've got on with it. It's... Um, it's not exactly what you'd expect from an EL34 amp um, because it's – so on that one, the, the first channel is very much very, very kind of fendery, very clean, loads of bottom, loads of top. Um, and then the second channel is, I'd say, a cross between a Marshallist thing – and a voxy thing, but all of that is wrapped up in, we benchmarked some amazing amps when we we're doing this, and it's all very, very black star the way we've done it. So the Fendery one is probably even more Fendery, and the Voxy Marshall one is even more Voxy Marshall than, you know, it's, it's like if you imagined, I think this is the way we often describe it, if you imagined the best 50-watt twin, try that amp because you're going to go, wow. You know, and if, if, you've, if you've always thought, I wonder what a really amazing Vox and wire would sound like with a, like a plexi and all put together, but then how you'd imagine it, rather than when you turn up and you try it, you go, ah, oh, that doesn't quite work for me. I hope that you guys, when you played it, you found that it really worked for you because that's the whole thing. So we have these benchmarks, but it's actually, it's what, for us, it's what we always thought they should sound like rather than sometimes what the reality is when you hear the references. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you get what I mean? Because there's some sweet spots on those amps which are amazing on the originals, but a lot of the other sounds may be more difficult to get along with. No, I think Sorry. what you described is perfect because that was, yeah. I think, our experience playing around with it. And, you know, fully cranked up, boy, it, 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 it's got some, some balls. And then, you know, yeah. you can get, yeah. as you say, channel one, nice fendery tones and yeah. And I did yeah. like the, you know, I, I'm a, as Todd alluded to earlier, I'm a Vox fan. Yeah. And, um, and having that extra bit of chime with an EL34, that yeah. really does sound good. I found yes. that it was very responsive to the fingers. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Like yeah. how you described from finger to the speaker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I mean, yeah. you know, you yeah. could, you could, you could play quietly and get some, you know, beautiful sounds. And then yeah. you could, you know, hit a little harder with the pick and, and bite a little more with the fingers and it really rip, you know, and yeah, it was yeah. just very responsive. Yeah, they, they are super dynamic. And I think part of that is um, 
the simplicity of the amps. The other part is because we're using um, a switch mode power supply, which is was the biggest the biggest technical <coughs> step forward was using not using a traditional mains transformer, which brings down the weight by a lot. Mm. But it also it also means you can plug it into multiple voltages, which is great. But do you know there's like uh, three settings of power? So there's the there's the full power, which is the most dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the SMPS is really fast. And then it has the SAG feature, which is basically um, introduces basically series resistance into the mains power supply, which means that when when the when the amp draws current, then the rails drop down. It gives you a compression effect, <coughs> which is just the same as in a in a traditional valve amp. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got for me. It's kind of got a very very dynamic setting, which is the full power, and then the sag. If anything, it's a little bit more saggy than your traditional because it's it generates I think about thirty five watts or something when it's in sag, um, but it's really really soft feeling then. You yeah, know, so you yeah, you've got those fair. two. And then you've got the low power setting as well. So that's a, something that I know we're very proud of the way that that. The fact that you've got you're, you're in, in one sort of amp vision of mm. calling it, you know, if you think about the St. James, you didn't call it something different and it's got all different set of features because it has different tube sound. So it's like you got the 6L6 and the EL34. You can choose yeah. which one of those you want. Yeah. But it's all in the same vision of what that amp is supposed to be, regardless of those two choices. I thought that was yeah. pretty revolutionary. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I think it, again, it was down to make starting with the um, with the with the user case. You know, it started with who the product was for. So the thirty four was for that, as I said, for that pedal player, that clean player, and then the other one, the six L six, started with well, what does your typical you know, higher game player wants. And we wanted that to go from everywhere from kind of a traditional classic rock player right up to some sort of degen sort of, you know, technical metal player as well. So that had to cover all those bases in a really simple and easy to use format. But I suppose the commonality between the two designs is that simplicity, isn't it? Because they're both very kind of easy to use and approach. Now, concerning the uh, you know the six L six and the thirty four version, mm. is it possible to substitute tubes in either of those, or is that a no no? Well, <laughs> a secret a secret is uh, you. I think you can, but we wouldn't recommend. So we have to do this thing, which uh, sometimes people don't like us saying, but we have to recommend you don't because legally they're quite dangerous things to work on. But if you take it to um, if you take one of those amps to a service center, I believe that there's range for each of them where you could, I believe. And they could, right? they just, so, just rebias it for the different teams. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And there, I think there's some really neat sort of biasing circuit in there which makes that easy for a, for, um, a technician. Okay. However, I'll just l- let you into a little secret. They won't sound that different when they're biased properly. Ah. Because they won't sound what you're hearing is not just the valves. There's everything else around it. Gotcha. Sure, yeah. sure. So, so, and mate, t- so something that we do on the um, on the EL34 version, 
is we um between the two settings so the the more clean fendry one and the the looser voxy marshally one we we switch the um, power amplifier feedback off on the voxy side so so this is a secret this is a secret of class a amps which i i may have mentioned before in some stuff we talked i've talked about but the the reason the one of the main reasons that a um, an EL84 power amplifier sounds the way it does is because those amps tend to be run without any feedback on the power amp, whereas EL34 amps tend to be run with with feedback. Um, and that, that makes the 34s tighter, so they're better for kind of rocky stuff, and it makes the 84s well, it makes those Class A amps more jangly, right? But it's right. not because it's not because of the valve necessarily, and it's not because of the class necessarily. So this is one of the things we did right in the beginning: was is it is it the feedback? Is it the class? Is it the valve type? And actually, you can bias um, you can buy you can change the bias a lot on an amp. And if you match up the gain, because what happens is you, you change the bias, it changes the gain, it changes the damping. But things like crossover distortion don't really get audible until they're very, very severe. So anyway, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of um, prattling on a little bit, but the, the secret, <laughs> mate, the secret is, right, so what you've got there, this is the, the casing point. Maybe when you go back and listen to the amp after we've chatted. Yeah. Bear in mind, when you listen to those, the channel one and channel two, they're both EL34, but a big part of the reason why the, the Voxy one sounds chimey is because we take the power amp feedback off the 34s. So it doesn't matter the 34s or 84s or 6L6s, it's the fact the power amp feedback's taken off. Mm. And that what it does is it gives you a sort of um, a very uh, resonant bottom end and a very sort of uh, very presency top end so it gives you kind of that very fat bottom end and that very chimey top end and we do some extra stuff around the top end which makes it sound even more like a like a sort of an ac30 or a matchless or something like that nice but um but anyway that's what it's all about and actually i think on the on the 6l6 version i think we take the feedback off or we change the feedback on the very highest gain one because again that's got a sort of an extended presency top end and that's because we reduced the amount of feedback i think although i'd have to get uh somebody cleverer than me to <laughs> completely because i yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't design that i didn't design that product that those products were designed by paul stevens who's our chief engineer um who's yeah, he's he's designed many more amps than I have, and he's absolutely brilliant. So amazing, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, so uh, aside from how all the wonderful details you've talked about with this amp, um, I think that there's two very specific things that kind of bring it uh, from valve amps as we know into valve amps. How we're probably going to begin to see them more. Mm. Um, and that is in the form of the reactive load uh, feature yeah. and, the, and the cab yeah. and the cab rig. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, and, and and I think it's it's also worth mentioning. At the same time, there are there are a handful of products that we are being exposed to mm. that, if arguably, if they weren't 
or haven't been already out there, this would be a much maybe more uh, a tougher thing to either accept or maybe mm-hmm. probably even just pass off because they're like, well, I don't know what that is. Not for me. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. We're, we have so much more exposure to IRs yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, cab brakes. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, we've been designing, so we've designed really good emulated outputs right since series one. So um, we designed the old way with analog, you know, um, with with analog emulators. And before that, Bruce designed the emulator on the JMP1, which was Marshall JMP1. I don't know if you remember that product. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was, a, you know, that was kind of the, the industry standard solid state emulator and we we developed that again with blackstar and we got that to be pretty damn accurate um in fact the way we used to design those was uh some yamaha ns10s because they were the the um monitors everybody had perched on top of a 4x12 and we used to basically we did it technically with ab to the point where you couldn't tell the difference (laughs) so that's that's yeah, and that's how that's how series one was done, and that's wow. actually we've we've gone back a little bit with that in Cabrig as well. So um, yeah, so the the important the important part about the uh, Saint James, which we've never done before, is the fact that we have a built-in inductive load, which basically means that the power amp is driven in a very similar way as to when it's driving a speaker cabinet. Uh, And that gives you, you could put in inverted commas, a a natural resonance and presence lift, which is is the frequency response um, characteristics you get when you drive a loudspeaker. Um, And we have a patent actually on part of that. So we have a patent on a few things in St. James. But one of the things is that... um, Ordinarily, to have an, an inductive load like that would be really big and expensive. But because we have power reduction already built in, um, when we when we go to silent recording, the power amp is reduced in power, so we can have a smaller inductive load, if you get what I mean, which is quite clever. Um, so it reduces the heat and the size of the inductive load. And then, so that gives you the thump and the presence from the power amp. And then in terms of the cabinet acoustic properties, then we have Cabrig, which is our version of, it's kind of our version of, um, of IRs. So all the Cabrig responses start off as IRs, um, and then we bring them into our own system, which allows us to, to tweak them and to kind of... Um, to maybe overcome some of the issues that you can have with with traditional or you know um, basic IRs, right? And just for, as, yeah. for, for those that maybe are are not as familiar with the term IR, an IR yeah. is is essentially it's like a, a digital snapshot of what a a cab is going to sound like. Well, that's exactly it. So it's an impulse impulse response. So it's a, a digital um, a digital transformation of of how an electrical system, an acoustic system, right. responds to an impulse. Yeah, Which I think and, it's like different than modeling. I don't want people to think it's yeah. like, it's it's different than that. It is different than the modeling, but I, and as you say, I think the 
the, one of the challenges with IRs is that they are a snapshot yeah. and uh, that leads to some, some quirks. And we also found that if you want to combine IRs, that can be quite problematic in terms of phasing. So one of the advantages of the way that we do our IRs in Cabrig is that you can run two cabinet models with separate microphone models and you don't get any phasing, so they mix really well together. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, and also we separate out the frequency part of the IR from the time-based sort of room stuff. So you can adjust either separately in a cab rig rather than, b than being embedded together and you can't really get at, get at either, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So, that's, so yeah, so when you go in there, you can choose the IRs, but then you can change your room and you can change the you know, position of the mic and all that stuff. Yeah, independently. I think one of the things uh, as we're just talking about that really quickly is that, you know, I think um, a lot of people are are now very, uh, very much receptive and familiar with things like the, the Torpedo X. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I own one of those. We've talked about it on, on uh, the show before. But one of the one of the classic product, sometimes foibles is when mm. they say, we don't have this, but we need it because otherwise it's going to be, you know, we're going to be uh, not in the forward pack. So we're going to adapt something and put it in our something. But you guys developed the something within your something. Is that fair to say? <laughs> go, go on, explain what you mean. What do you mean? Well, Sorry, uh, so I know that, uh, like, um, I believe Laney. Yeah, has uh, uh, you know introduced the torpedo technology into mm. a, a few yeah. of their amps, right? But mm. but those are two different technologies in one technology, yeah. and yeah. you have the benefit of uh, yeah. have creating uh, this is a, an all-in-one unit from the get-go. That's a brilliant point. Yeah, it's um, so it's completely integrated and designed from the ground up. So the two things are. A voice to work work together, which I think it makes a makes a big difference. So, and part of the reason we're able to do that is because half of our engineering team are digital engineers, and half of them are analog engineers. And actually, we're trying to encourage more and more that they're multidisciplined. Actually, because we love our analog guys to do some digital stuff and vice versa. Right. But uh, so, Matt, I, I must tell you a story. So, from the beginning, this is part of our digital stuff. Yeah. So. The reason why we are able to do that is because we've invested a lot of money in our digital side as well as on our traditional Valby stuff. And um, our first ever um, digital products, which are uh, the ID series, which are still really, really excellent in terms of probably as standalone amps, digital amps, they're probably the best standalone traditional digital amps, if you get what I mean, mm -hmm. you know, combos yeah. and heads. They're, they're fucking amazing. And we have a patent on the TVP True Valve Power thing, which is really still state-of-the-art, really. Nothing's past that. Um, but anyway, when me and Bruce were in the garden shed, I think I should really mention this because it's dead important to me. When we, we were in the garden shed, we were designing together Series 1, so a 200-watt, um, all valve product. I designed a lot of the preamps in there and Bruce designed the power amp, the power reduction, all the clever and dangerous stuff I let him do. And I just designed all the nice, easy to do preamp stuff. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he would do that all day. 
And then he used to go home at night and work on a very, very rudimentary digital development system, which was very, very, very slow compared to the DSP that people use now. Sure. And when, when we launched the company, after about six months that Series 1 had been out in the world, he said to me, hey, do you want to come over to a rehearsal studio? Because I've got something to, to show you. And in the evenings, while we designed the, the analog product, he transformed it into a digital product. And he had all six modes of the Series 1 valve preamps completely modeled and it was all done in what's called assembler language so it's done in very like very um almost machine level dsp so this was the guy who on one hand was designing the ultimate 200 watt valve amp and at night he was going home and designing exactly the same thing in dsp so i just I just mentioned that because i'm not sure there's any other any other design engineers or very very few who were that good electronics and and also agnostic to whether it was digital valve it didn't matter matter to him really it was just you know for different applications sure so yeah and that that's what um i'm just going off slight tangent but when id series came out those original preamps were the ones that bruce had designed on his laptop you know in the evenings wow Wow. pretty fucking amazing really really amazing because it's they're still amazing sounding products you know they're well, yeah. speaking of amazing sounding products, we're going to move on to the, uh, yeah. the Amped One. Now, uh, this immediately we were just so thrilled to get. <laughs> and, um, mm. uh, because, you know, we feature an awful lot of effects builders, um, including yeah. you know, some of some, even Tides On actually in, coming up in, a, in next week, I think. Um, yeah. And so that is a huge part of our world, obviously. Um, but yeah. what that translates into is like our focus on what's at our feet is yeah. huge. And okay. this was exciting. We pulled this thing out of the box and I, I mean, we were gushing over it, not having heard mm. it because it is a handsome, mm. handsome unit. Mm. Um, it's modeled after its creators. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. no, it, uh, well, it's very, very white. That's sure. Yes. Well, and, and by the way, if you need a handsome bald man, in case you lose one on your team, uh, I, yeah. you can contact me. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, well, we, we can always do with another handsome bald man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a this is a really big offering into the pet, uh, the guitar community. Um, we realized that the minute that we started talking about it, before we even mm-hmm. got the product, then we got the product. We're like, wow, this is this is this is a big one. So yeah. uh, you've got to be excited about this. Talk, tell us about uh, what we can expect from this. Yes. Yeah, so um, this was another one that was a, a long time in the making to be honest because there's a lot of technology in there there sure is uh yeah so do you know what sometimes um it's not important to be the first to the party but maybe to be the uh to be the best at the party yeah so you know there's some other products that have have had a go at doing this kind of a product fashionably uh, late i think that's what they call (laughs) that's what we well again (laughs) <laughs> just like it's just like it's creators <laughs> certainly certainly late but not fashionable but um anyway yeah so look this is one that we we designed from the ground up um and the first thing for us so fundamentally with this was that kind of amp replacement portability thing is becoming more and more important 
So St. James and this product are kind of two solutions for the, in, in some ways in a, for a very similar use case. Yes. And the idea with this was imagine if you design a product like this and all you needed was a soft case and in, in, the, in the pocket you had one of these and you could go anywhere and you can turn up and if there's a cab, you can go into a cab. If it isn't a cab, you go front of house with some, you know, with cab rig. You know, imagine how cool that would be. And no matter where you went, you'd be able to get your sound. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the original concept behind this. Uh, I remember actually, if I'm honest with you, this the idea for this came up in some ways. Me and Paul, you know, my uh, business partner Paul Hayho, who um, we were in. There's a Sam Ash in Penn Street Station. Uh, near Penn Street Station in New York, and we were out visiting Korg, our distributor out there, and we were talking about, imagine if you could do a product like that. And I think that's where the original <laughs> idea came for for that, because we were thinking about people doing gigs yeah. in, in, in the cities like New York yeah. and getting New around. York City, that's where you need it. Yeah, yeah so that was, that was why, that was the whole idea. So anyway, mate, and then we started this, and I'll just very quickly, the, the number one thing for us was that it had to deliver the sound response and delivery of a valve amp. So we spent a long time benchmarking valve amp designs to get the volume required. So we actually, we set the target for this originally was um, a HT Club 40, which is our best selling valve combo, which you probably know pretty well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we spent a lot of time with a real live drum kit, a big bass amp, measuring how much power we would need to get the same feel as a really good valve combo, like a 50 watt valve combo. And um, so we ended up, we ended up at about, you know, this is a good 100 watts. It's more than 100 watts actually. And uh, which is two and a half times the power of the valve amp, which is what our TVP patent says is the amount that you actually need. So, um, so there you go. Yeah. That's how we started. We started saying it's got to at least be that loud, but obviously it's not just about being loud. It's about the way it feels, which is, all that amazing sort of valve response stuff that's in there. Yeah. Well, you know, let I think I, I would love to address the two things that we immediately went, ooh, uh, <laughs> on, which were you've got your voice. Um, and, and actually, just if you'll bear with me for a minute, yeah. um, uh, as I kind of share this with the rest of the audience who can't see the thing in front of me, but hopefully are uh, finding this on, on whatever internet they need to use. Um, so this is a unit. It's kind of like if you had a Strymon pedal, but it was just on a wedge. And um, yeah, that's right. This is, you've got gain, you've got bass, middle, treble. You've got a master volume. You've got a reverb. Yeah. And then, yeah. then there are these two little switch uh, selections here which is really the magic of this thing number one is the voice you have usa uk and flat i'll let you talk about that in a second yeah yeah then we have the response and this was the thing to me this is like you figured out how to put the magic or the soul into something that most people would be Mm. feeling like they might be missing and Mm. this is this is so huge so this is the response dial, where you have yeah. a KT88 tube, a 6L6 yeah. tube, an EL34, a 6V6, yeah. an yeah. EL84, and then linear. Yeah. You have yeah. the ability to select those yeah. even within the USA, UK, or flat. So that is yeah. a lot 
of different <laughs> sounds that you can get in this unit. Yeah. So let's talk about the voice real quick, and then you can hit the responses. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, the three voices, the USA, uh, not surprisingly, is a really, really clean, chimey um, US sort of clean, which we used, uh, again, probably, I think we used the same reference amp as we used uh, for St. James. But I think actually, do you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you what, with this, I think what we did is these are based on the St. James preamps. So these are these are very similar to the St. James preamps. So I think this is very similar to channel one on the EL34, okay. basically. Right. Yeah, so very, yeah, very, very clean with um, that really percussive mid that people love for, for pedals. Then the UK version is actually more of a sort of classic martially kind of thing but yeah. done in the black the black i should say classic sort of black star mid gain we call it super crunch because that's what was on the um the original series one so it's that sort of super it's, crunch it's more gain. driven sounding than, yeah. the, than the usa yeah. version yeah yeah for sure and, and, and I then think uh, the, the responses sorry. um seem to be a little bit more <clears throat> pronounced in that mode the the, uh, yeah. the the tube responses. Yeah, Matt, I think you're absolutely right. And the reason being, I'd say, probably is because the preamp signal is more uh, harmonically complex, then your ear picks up on the differences more. I'm not sure they're any different. Mm -hmm. I think it's more to do with because what the the impulse is effectively yeah. that's going into it. So you, you just hear more because there's so much more going on in the UK version. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and also we're hearing that, you know, it's not necessarily, I'm not saying that they are more responsive, but yeah. when you hear them out of your cabinet or your headphones, yeah. Yeah. they're going through another piece of equipment that's making that happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then flat. So flat is for um, people who want to use it for, Believe it or not, for double bass and stuff like that, for uh -huh. acoustic mm -hmm. instruments. Yeah, that's what that was put there for. And wow. also, yeah, yeah, and also for um, if you also if you want to use a modeler. So a big part of the use case for this product is you can put a modeler in the front of this, and you can use the if you so choose, you can use the power amp modeling out of the modeler, and then basically the bass, middle, and treble just become an active EQ. So that's just yeah, a, that's really cool. So so if you put it in flat and put it in linear and put your modeler in the front end, then basically it turns your modeler into a hundred watt amp, which is pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, once you decide on your voice and you're like, okay, I'm gonna lay on the clean side of things, or I'm gonna lay mm, on the UK yeah. side of things. Um, that's where being able to it's like it, it's remarkable. You can sit down with your you know one guitar. And not change, and you have everything set at like twelve, and you're going to get one, two, three, four, five. You're going to get six, very like un noticeable enough, but not so different than you that you end up having to tweak all the EQ or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. you you literally get a different um sort of personality out of each one of these things mm. which is uh, when you start being responsive with your playing is like that's where i thought this thing really started to shine yeah yeah and for every player i think you'd find a different preference as well for sure and probably and i don't know whether that would be around 
what you were playing or just your general playing style. I think for me, once I get it set up for for like clean or overdrive, the response I like is probably the response I like. If I'm on, if I'm if I'm honest with you, sure. And it depends on the cab, I suppose as well. But um, yes, yeah, so these responses um, were originally developed for our ID series, so they are very very similar to the TVP patent. So the TVP patent actually that knob there is in the TVP patent actually the the selection of valves. Wow. Um, and so there's two things that's going on. There's, um, there's the frequency response element. So, which, you know, gives you the general overall flavor. Uh And then there's, there's the dynamic response as well. Right. So uh, to be honest with you, so all those models started life as technical analysis of, reference valve amps which mm-hmm. you can imagine the valve amps they would be sure and to be honest with you we've kind of we've as in the black star way we've kind of um how oh, can i put i wouldn't say exaggerated because that'd be the wrong term but the enhanced. you know the, the bit enhanced yeah the bit that you really it's that thing again it's like well what do i what do people think in the l34 amp listens sounds like and we have done this ab has been ab'd a million times with a an el84 reference but it's sometimes switching between say a 6v6 and an el84 say which would both be probably feedback off designs you you might not hear as i said earlier on you might not hear the difference between just the valves so we've kind of have enhanced the difference if you get what i mean so we know yeah. what the technical differences are but we've made it that little bit more just to make it more usable yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think people often classify themselves as like, oh, I'm an EL34 guy. I'm an EL85 guy. I'm a yeah, 6 yeah, you know, it, It's like there's, a, there's yeah, a thing yeah. that – what what did I say? You said EL85. Did I say EL85? <laughs> 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 84, oh, 85, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not Mate, so good. I'm not we've so enhanced. Good. We have enhanced it, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's exactly. one better now. I That's why it. I have Tony here. Love it. Yeah. Well, when I was playing that – when I was playing that, I could get an ACDC sound mm-hmm. out of it. I could get a clean country picking sound. I could get yeah. a, you know, just a rocking black crow sound. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't nice. require any other pedals. Just yeah. that. And, yeah. it was, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. I and mean, it didn't sound like it was modeling something, which I think right, is like right. one yeah. of the shortcomings of, of uh, the predecessors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mate, you're so right, because we designed the whole thing as a product. We're not trying to model anything, really. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when we end up, when we voice this thing, the sort of final analysis is how it sounds. So there's all that tech in there, and we've done all that research. But the, the product has got to be cohesive for a musician. So, as you say, it doesn't sound like a modeling product, because at the end of the day, it's just tech. It's just tech that we're yeah. using to make a great sounding product. And that's all we're bothered about. And it just, you know, the whole aim is that we speak to you guys and you go, that sounded really good. Well, yeah, that's kind of, that's the job. That's the point. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it, We don't give a shit whether it sounds exactly like one of those or exactly one of those. Mm-hmm. We just want you to enjoy it and for it to be really, really useful. 
I, th- I think another it. aspect of why you don't want it to sound exactly like any anything is that then it takes us out of the mix. And I think that's been a huge mm. problem with mm. modeling in the mm. past. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't get to be part of that sound that I'm creating. And this is yeah. this does it. This is a little sound factory in front of us. Oh, brilliant. And brilliant. I, I also want to mention this is this is listed at four ninety nine right now mm. in the US. Mm. So yeah. uh you guys definitely want to like <laughs> seriously check this check this product out. Um Ian, I, I, you've shared so much with us, and I know that we could probably talk for many more hours, um, but I, <laughs> I know you have to do that on a daily basis. We want to be cognizant of that. Um, I think we've laid the foundation of uh, the fact that this is these are units that can drastically help you in your mm. quest for, for tone and for the right gear for you. Um, and I can attest that these things are built like tanks. <laughs> I, I'm really impressed with the build quality yeah. of the Amped One, especially. Yeah, um, yeah. We we do have something really quickly that we uh, do at the end of our show mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. And uh, Tony, why don't you take it away? Yes, Todd, because at this point of <laughs> the show, it's a little game we play with ourselves <laughs> and our guests <laughs> called Would You Rather? Would I rather? Yeah. Go, okay. go, go. So this week's Would You Rather involves <laughs> two possible nightmare scenarios. Oh, God. You're stranded with two very unlikely guests. <laughs> Scenario one is the engine just died on your yacht in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. On board, you have none other than Paul McCartney and Yoko Ono. In the dark silence, all Paul wants to do is play show tunes, and all Yoko wants to do is screech like a cat in heat. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. That's a pretty bad scenario. Yeah, it is. Scenario number two. Yeah. He's right all there. Right. You have a microphone. I've got a microphone. I, I, I was hoping for <laughs> yeah. Ringo He's on there. Yeah, yeah, I, I ch- yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Wow. That sounds pretty uncomfortable. Okay. There's number two. Uh, the power is out in your New York City penthouse. And your unlikely <laughs> guests, Noel and Liam Gallagher from Oasis, really, are also getting <laughs> restless. <laughs> yeah. Of course, a fight breaks out and Liam smashes the acoustic over Noel's head. Now there's nothing to do. Which would you choose? All right. So Tony, we're gonna I'm gonna let you, we're gonna hit you first. Okay. And then we're gonna then we're gonna check in with Billy and then I will check with Ian and I'll wrap it up, okay? Okay. All right. Tony, go ahead. I'll preface with as many people know I'm a, a huge Beatles fan. Yes. Um but I think this was aimed at at a few of us. (laughs) When when Paul gets into his uh, ultra cheesy state and wants to play lovey-dovey songies things, and then of course Yoko, I I, I think I'd have to push her over the into the water. But yeah, um, that's rough. I think in this case, I I think it would be much more entertaining to hang out with uh, Noel and Liam and. See what other fights and things can break out. Okay. So that's what I'm going that's with. That's what you're going I'm with. choosing. I'm rathering. You're rathering the Gallagher's. I'm Gallagher's. <laughs> All right. Billy, how about yourself? 
Okay. Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go with Paul and Yoko because with Paul, you know, we can talk about the best food to eat. Remember when you were in the Beatles? Yeah, we won't talk about music. We'll talk about you know high quality, you know, vegetarian dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with Yoko, we're gonna talk about art because you know Uh, I I recently okay. So deep yeah, into the an art world, okay. and uh, you know that's my track. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. All right, that sounds yep. good. Yep. All right, we don't have to talk about music. Let's see, Ian, what are you doing? Mm, I think that was pretty easy for me. I think I'd love to hang out with the Gallagher's. I think <laughs> they'd be abs- yeah. I could think of nothing I'd rather do than uh, hang out with two horrible manks like myself. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it'll be the it'll be the England World Cup final against Brazil. Oh and, <laughs> and yeah, and we're you know, it's like it's it's nil nil and or maybe I don't know, let's say two all and it's been a good game. And we're going into the ninety third minute, third minute of stoppage time. And uh, and oh I, I tell you now this would be funny. That's when the power I'd, goes I'd out. Want, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 because we're going to score. Because uh, maybe Phil Foden, who's a Man City fa- uh, player, maybe can centre it to Marcus Rashford, who's a United player, and he scores, and we win the World Cup. <laughs> and then everybody's happy because they're City fans, and I'm a United fan, and we don't have to fight. We can mm. just get pissed. There you go. And it'll be <laughs> Manchester so, United. Nice. No, I'd rather do that, please. <laughs> All right. All right. Toddy. Well... So Tony is a huge Beatles fan, and uh, I think everybody who listens to the show knows, like, Oasis is, like, my all-time favorite band. And uh, I would, I I think the first hour would probably be pretty rough, and I would probably feel (laughs) really like a big turd, because I'm, you know, historically, that's, what are you going to expect? But then I think they'd come around to me, you know, and uh, we'd be able to hang out. I think they'd mellowed a little bit, you know, probably, you know, so um, I, I... I would absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm gonna hang with with uh, Liam and Noel for sure. And uh, that was a that was a good question, you guys. That was a good one. That was a good Thank one. you very much. Brilliant. Is this the point in the show where I say, "Is this where we get your name read on the thing?" That's the thing. So at this point, I'd like to say special thanks to these executive producers. But first, what is an executive producer? An executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become one? You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with a wonderful selection of thank you gifts. And as Billy alluded to earlier, you get your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Sanchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, and that bloke, Andrew Bell. 
Right on. <clears throat> Thank you so much to all of you. Well, wait, Todd, there's more. Oh, yeah. Because Please, we have ahead. to talk about our grand poobas. Oh, yeah. Yes, our grand poobas are executive producers to the ultimate top. These people get a fez to wear upon their head whilst listening and at the same time to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Ah. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Uh, aside from a bunch of <clears throat> other really great well, sign-up gifts. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is like... There's uh, a reason that they're, at the, that they're up there. That's but, but true. please go ahead. Well, thank you for not interrupting again. You bet. Tommy Manasseh. So special thanks to these executive... No, these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wild Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. Eddie Serratos, David Poe, Billy Spitfire, and Congregation Gear Demos. Thank you, thank you, thank you all. Indeed. Thank you all so very much. And you know what? I'm very excited because we're going into the holiday uh, arena. I'm going to be giving away uh, several things. We've got a bunch of shirts. We've got Todd Claus. We got things that we've been sitting on for a little while. And honestly, life is is quite busy. And but we want to make sure that we get these things out. Um, so be looking for that and many more to come in the future. So that's another great perk of being an executive producer. When we get things, I we don't put them out into the rest of the world. Just you know, we want to make sure that the people who are who are solidly contributing to the show, like get, uh, get rewarded for that. So yes, thank you all so very much. Um, so, uh, last thing, uh, we need to, where, where would you like to direct people to go to, to learn more about this, Ian? About, about Amped and about Blackstar. That is correct. Yeah. Um, to this, to this wonderful show that we've just done, which was amazing. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. And, uh, yeah, the, um, Obviously, the Blackstar website at blackstaramps.com. Uh, you can forward slash amped or you forward slash St. James. And there's loads and loads of information on there. And there's other bits and bobs around the internet, YouTube and stuff of, you know, deep dive. So some brilliant deep dive interviews with um, on this with uh, Alex G, who's uh, the sound designer who did this product. And then on St. James, Paul Stevens, the guy who designed it. Uh, really going into all the details of why we do yeah. what we do. So, yeah. yeah, check it out. Brilliant. Tony, where can people find you? Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I have available. Uh, but by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do. I'll give you some good advice and make you a pick guard you'll be proud of. PickGuardian.com. Amazing. Wow. Check you out, Billy. Billy Spitfire on Instagram. Billy Spitfire Unlimited and Billy Spitfire on Facebook, as well as Mathematics from Columbus, Ohio, and the Bastard Sons of Neptune, also from Columbus, Ohio. Perfect. You can shoot me an email, Todd at the guitar knobs.com. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram, at guitar knobs. 
And also, please uh, go check out my band, The Valentinos, everywhere you can hear bands. <laughs> anywhere you can get the music. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up that we're, well, very excited about. Oh, yes. All right, we need to say a colossal thank you to Ian Robinson, who has spent so much of his, I'm sure, very short amount of available time um, to hang out with us and to shed so much more light than I certainly ever knew about not only these products, but Blackstar in general. And I have a much better appreciation for that. So thank you so much, Ian. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thanks for taking the time. It's really, mate, I'd say we've got 40 people Working at Blackstar, we've got fans all around the world. It's just really important that people understand the amount of hard work and effort that goes into these products. They don't happen by accident. And, uh, yeah, we want to carry on doing that for as long as we can. Sounds good. Well, we're going to work hard to make sure that happens. Please go check them out. I couldn't say any more about it right now. Have fantastic Guitar Week, everybody. And subscribe! (sighs) Meow. Oh, goofball. <laughs> what? Uh, hang on. <laughs> Let me have a little bit of cheese. <laughs> okay. Let me have you do a bit of this. <laughs> I must have listened to that 15 times. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. All right, here we go. I like it. Well done, everyone. Thanks. Bye now. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, I don't have to get out. I should find a way. <laughs> oh, keep that one. <laughs> and away we go. Mate, mate, could we do that again? Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time